October 17th, 1992, Yoshi Hattori and his American host brother, Webb Haymaker, set out to attend a Halloween party in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Yoshi, dressed in a tuxedo as part of his costume, and Webb aimed to pick up a girl who was also invited to the party. However, a simple mistake in directions led them to the wrong house, the residence of Rodney and Bonnie Pierce. Upon their arrival at the Pierce's home, Yoshi and Webb were met with suspicion and fear. Unfamiliar with the American concept of Halloween, the Pierce family perceived the two teenagers as intruders. Rodney Pierce, feeling threatened and alarmed, armed himself with a handgun and confronted Yoshi and Webb in his front yard. The language barrier further complicated the situation. Yoshi, in broken English, tried to explain that they were exchange students looking for a Halloween party, but his words were not understood or heeded. In the midst of confusion and fear, Rodney Pierce made a fatal decision Believing that his life was in danger, he fired his handgun at Yoshi Hattori, mortally wounding him. Yoshi's tragic death sent shockwaves through both Japan and the United States, sparking a national conversation on issues ranging from gun control to self-defense laws. Following the shooting, Rodney Pierce was charged with manslaughter. During the trial, Pierce argued that he genuinely believed his life was threatened leading to his eventual acquittal by a jury. This verdict, however, did not diminish the sense of loss or the widespread outrage over the tragic outcome of this cultural misunderstanding. Questions and stories to ScreamQueerCast at gmail.com or by submitting them to Instagram at ScreamQueerPodcast and catch new episodes every Tuesday morning wherever podcasts are streamed. Remember to rate and subscribe. Welcome to the Scream Queer Podcast with Ralph Anthony. The following content contains topics describing graphic violence, strong sexual content, explicit language, and elements that may not be suitable for some audiences. Listener discretion is advised. What is going on, everyone? Welcome back to the fiery pits of podcasts. How has everyone been? I hope you are enjoying all of the spooky festivities of this season. On this episode, we will be diving into some listener submissions that are pretty wild. They are hookup horror stories. I have been wanting to do a sequel to my American Hookup Horror Stories episode that I did earlier this season, and I thought, I need to do a volume two before season two is over. But before we get into those, I have been wanting to cover some funny Halloween fails I've come across. The internet is just a beautiful place. It is such a beautiful place. And the following have been taken from a number of sources, such as Board Panda, BuzzFeed, and our girl always coming through, Reddit. 
Welcome to Scream Current Podcast's first ever hilarious Halloween fails. The first submission is from a user who goes by the name of AJ. Went to a haunted house once, not realizing it was put on by a Christian organization. They purposely hid this detail to get more people, I assume. All of the attractions were about abortions, drugs, drunk driving, and Satan. Then when you tried to leave, they accosted you about saving your soul and yelling how you would go to hell. That was scary enough. (laughs) Oh my gosh. That is actually extremely terrifying. It's giving cult-like behavior. (laughs) I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But I think some of the scariest movies I have seen have had some batshit crazy religious people in them. Think of Carrie. Think of Silent Hill. Think of The Mist. Need I go on? But if I were in that situation, I think I would just walk out chanting like, hail satan or something because i know some of you have speculated and even accused me of being a devil worshiper i see those messages i see those uh, comments but i'm not but no like if i'm in that situation i'm gonna be so uncomfortable and overwhelmed that i will i go on to straight up defense mode and i'm just gonna start saying like the most outrageous and just crazy shit just to get out unscathed But yeah, let's move on. Jade submits, I used to work at a haunted house once a year. I played the madman in the cage. I am a woman, but my costume was convincing enough. There was this one group of teenagers who went through that were being total jerks to everyone. So when they were coming around the corner to my scene, instead of screaming and yelling and trying to claw my way out... I didn't move a muscle. They said things like, This dude doesn't even look real. Come on, guys. Put in some effort. This plastic idiot isn't convincing anyone. I waited until they were nice and relaxed. They were just about to walk around the corner when I screamed at the top of my lungs. Keep in mind, I used to play the banshee in previous years. They let out the most satisfying scream ever. Then... When they caught their breath after walking around the other side and they were at another scene right next to mine, I screamed again and I heard one of them say, guys, we need to go. I peed. (laughs) Oh my goodness. I, you know what? I think some people go into these houses and attractions with an attitude to try and mask the fact that they're actually pretty scared shitless. (laughs) I should know because I used to do this. Uh, Not so much now. Now I just, I go in fully like afraid and screaming and my head down. Uh, But definitely as a child, Uh, But she got them good, though. She got them good. See, that's why you shouldn't act like that when you go into these places, because someone is listening and at the right moment, they are going to get you when you are least expecting it. Um, But oh my gosh, this reminds me. So I think, yeah, I was in elementary school. I think it was, 
I think that's actually what like caused my stress when it comes to haunted house attractions. Like I love horror. I love all things spooky. But as I've said before, I am a chicken. I'm just, I I don't like things popping out at me. So I think that's what it is. So I get stressed out, like anticipating someone jumping out or something. So I was in elementary school and one of the teachers was notorious for throwing a haunted house out of her classroom. Well, my class was next to check out the attraction. And at first I was like, come on, please. Like, this is going to be dumb. Because when the teacher came out, she was dressed as a witch. And just the things that she was telling us, uh, it was just all kind of cheeseball at, at that point, you know. So, <laughs> so when I get in, and I'm telling you, like, this woman in her class went all out. So we get in, this woman, her name was like Miss Bean. Hey, Miss Bean. Hey, girl. This woman transformed her classroom into literal hell. Okay, literally hell. So you walk into the beginning and she has heaters set up and fake fire. If you, like fake fire, I mean like fabric that's shaped like fire and it's like blowing with the fan and there's like orange and red lights um, behind it. And not to mention that the heaters were like lighting up the whole room too because they were on. The room is like a orange and, and red and it's warm. It's terrifying. And her students were dressed as demons. Sure, the masks were probably from like Walmart or something, but the way that the, like the lighting was like making them look, it was kind of terrifying. <laughs> I think at this point I'm getting stressed. And as we continue down this classroom, the next segment of it uh, is like a quote unquote escape hell type of scenario. There are these desks set up in like a tunnel form. Like you like you have to try to crawl underneath them do you remember back in the day and i'm sure teachers still use this now but do you remember that really thick giant construction paper teachers used to use to decorate the walls and i know someone would get really creative and create like trees out of it to put like in the library area really cool right they somehow made this tunnel look real and it's just the bottom of, of desks that we're like like we're crawling under and they made it like look like a cave it was it was really cool so we had to get on our hands and knees and crawl through it and as we're crawling through it there were fake bugs which was they, they were really cute actually then <laughs> someone sticks a fake giant spider in one part and i just remember i was like terrified at this point i was like eight and i'm afraid of spiders i'm afraid of everything honestly like who am i like trying to be this like horror queen and i'm just scared of everything anyway so you crawl out from under these desks and now there are all these like famous horror icons like freddy michael jason anyway i was terrified at this point and i end up running out because there, like, there was a front door and there was, like, a back door. So I run out of the back door with, like, two other kids. And in the process, I push my teacher so hard that she almost falls. So after that, I just remember her coming out and yelling at us so loudly. It was so embarrassing. I was on the verge of tears because I was that scared. Uh, like, that's what I get for acting how I did when I got there. Like, 
with that little attitude, like, come on, this is dumb, you guys, like, stop. But what a cool concept, though, right? Like, I think that was one of the only schools I had ever gone to that had something like that. Because I moved around a lot when I was younger. And I don't really remember ever experiencing a classroom haunted house before. Way off topic here. Oh my goodness. Way off topic here. But I just thought I would share that little that, that little story. But let's keep it moving, shall we? Sadie Rain submits. Last weekend, I went to a haunted house. Just me and my dad. I typically grab onto someone's arm for moral support during these things. Same girl. So I was glad he was there. But I never knew how much of a chicken my dad was until last night. He literally pushed me in front of everything, including a chainsaw. I left him in the dust after that. The best dad to go to a haunted house attraction with is probably mine then. He doesn't give a crap. Like, he will stand there and fight with the scare actors the entire time he <laughs> he just doesn't care he doesn't care let's take a break hook up horror stories when we return get ready for a spine chilling journey into the world of horror and true crime with a unique lgbt twist Join me, Ralph Anthony, every Tuesday as I delve deep into gripping stories, including 911 calls, listener submissions, and bone-chilling, real submitted horror stories. Don't miss out on the bizarre and unnerving and the downright terrifying. Tune into Scream Queer Podcast, available on all major podcast platforms. It's time to embrace the darkness only with me as your guide. Submit your real horror and paranormal experiences to ScreamQueerCast at gmail.com. Tune in to Scream Queer Podcast. I had agreed to join this guy for a haunted house attraction, unsure of what I had gotten myself into. It was our second date, and he wanted to get into the Halloween spirit. We hooked up in his car prior to heading into the attraction. That was probably the only good part about this entire date. We entered the attraction, and from the very start, I could feel my heart racing. The flickering lampposts cast eerie dancing shadows around the really large area, with different scare actors scattered throughout. I clung to his arm as we walked into the first attraction my grip tightening with every terrifying room we explored. But, in one particularly disorienting chamber, filled with distorted mirrors and creepy people in black spandex suits, I lost sight of him. Panic set in as I called out his name, but the only answer was the eerie echo of my voice and the attraction music and screams of other visitors. As I hurried through... Desperation set in as I fumbled for my phone. No missed calls, no missed texts. The dimly lit walkways closed in around me, and the horror grew. Where was he? As I made my way out of the exit, I waited for a few minutes, which turned into almost an hour. I texted and called as I was searching for any sign of him, but his phone went straight to voicemail every time. When I finally stumbled out of the attraction, completely disheveled and terrified, he was nowhere to be found. 
I searched outside, but he had vanished. Attempts to call him were always met with a voicemail message. Then I realized his car was gone. I ended up getting an Uber back home and didn't hear from him the rest of the night. Days turned into weeks, and he never reached out to me. I ended up doing some digging to see if this guy was alive. I mean, what the hell happened to him? He's well, he's kicking with his girlfriend. I have to give it to him. Quite a dramatic form of ghosting someone. Yes, I was ghosted in a haunted house. My only question is, what was the point of this? of being a, well, the more politically correct term would be having a sex-positive lifestyle. He was a good-looking guy, took care of his body, and was very sweet. It seemed as if every weekend, there he was, bringing someone different over. He mainly would bring women over, but at times, there would be random guys, not sure if they were hooking up or just buddies. As a gay man myself, I never got homosexual vibes from him, but more just exploring. Well, the night came when we were hanging out, had a few drinks, and we just started talking. The conversation was sweet and allowed us to get to know more about one another. Then came the part about him being mainly attracted to men, but with all the pressure from his family, he pursued women. As I showed more understanding and sympathy towards his situation, he made a move. We were out in our back deck, just making out, until one thing led to another and we were in my bedroom, going all the way. This sounds like something most gay boys fantasize about, right? Well, the following morning, we were woken up to very loud knocks. The knocks turned to banging. My roommate gets up to answer. A girl, distraught and very aggressive, starts screaming at him. Now at this point, I'm scrambling to put my clothes on and rush out because it's getting crazy. She proceeds to call him every gay slur out there, then begins to attack him. With his hands out trying to keep her back, she doesn't let up, scratching and hitting him with all she had. I step in and try to separate her. She then proceeds to bite my arm. At this point, I am in full fight mode, so I grab her by the hair, pull her to the ground. My roommate is trying to grab me now, but I have a good amount of her hair and I proceed to drag her out of the house. I leave her there, I shut the door, I lock it. Now what happens next was something out of an Annabelle movie, or maybe a good zombie flick. This girl is screaming at the top of her lungs and is now banging and slamming her body on the door. She sounded like a demon. Now is when I ask my roommate, who the hell is that? He responds, my girlfriend. I respond with a simple wow, then run to my room to grab my phone to call the police. The screaming sounds like it's coming from the inside again and I hear a loud crash. He opened the door to let her in. 
So I run back out, only this time she's got her pepper spray out. This girl began spraying her pepper spray everywhere, on my roommate, on me, everywhere. At this point, I'm completely over the situation. My arm is bleeding from her bite. My skin is burning. I come from behind her, pick her up, again carrying her outside. I tell my roommate to not open the door or to just go out there with her. I called the police. They came, they saw, they conquered. They took her. And believe me when I tell you, I pressed charges. So you've made it this far, and you're probably wondering what the hell is going on. Here's a rundown of what happened. You see, like I mentioned, my roommate was a very sex-positive guy. With that said, he never mentioned he had a girlfriend to anyone. Who knows how long they were carrying that title. On one occasion, he apparently had sex with a guy who was a friend of a friend of this girl. She found out, then went crazy. Understandably so. This didn't ruin my roommate and I's friendship because I got mine. My bite healed and my skin stopped burning, obviously. If that had been me in that situation, I would have acted the same as that girl. If you're enjoying this podcast, remember to please rate, subscribe, and review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Also, if you'd like to support the podcast, check out the link in the description. And don't forget to tune in next week for Scream Queer Podcast's Halloween season finale. I have a really cool guest host joining me, and for you horror lovers, this one's for you. But until next week, I will scare you all on the next episode.